Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. It's the 22nd day of August. I am Paul White. Thanks for joining me. We are in the 14th chapter of the Gospel of Mark, Jesus facing the Sanhedrin. This is the trial on his way to the cross. We stopped yesterday after verse 61 where the high priest asked Jesus, Are you Christ, the Son of the Blessed? We don't get this in Mark's version. We get it in Matthew that the high priest, of course, is Caiaphas. And I think I told you yesterday that another gospel has Jesus stopping off at Annas's house, which is the father-in-law to the high priest or the former high priest, as his first trial. So they're just sort of running Jesus through the gamut here, like covering the bases. This is Caiaphas, the resident high priest, whom, if you read the other gospels, Jesus has had quite an experience with. There's even, I think, there's pretty heavy evidence that the parable of the rich man and Lazarus is aimed at Caiaphas because he's in linen, he fares sumptuously, he has five brothers and a father. All are mentioned in the text, in the story. Annas is the father of Caiaphas. Caiaphas has five brothers. History tells us that after Caiaphas, those other five brothers go on to become high priests as well. Um, it would seem to me that that's the reason for the anger when Lazarus is raised from the dead in, in John 11. The high priest and the and the council are infuriated and basically say, we gotta, we got to stop Jesus. If he goes on like this, everyone's going to believe in him. And they, the, John 12 says they even try to kill Lazarus. Um, why? Well, I think it's because Jesus, who uses the word Lazarus in his parable of the rich man Lazarus, is giving a veiled condemnation of the way that the priesthood is treating the poor, treating the common man. So Jesus and Caiaphas have track record, is my point. Mark doesn't dig into it. Mark, in fact, doesn't even, doesn't even name him, but he calls him high priest and has the high priest saying, Are you Christ, the Son of the Blessed? So if you put this with Matthew, you know that the person asking him the question is Caiaphas. In Matthew's version, it sounds like this. Matthew 26, 63. The high priest answered and said to him, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. In Mark's version, the verse we have arrived at today is verse 62. Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. For those who say Jesus never claimed to be the Christ, well, they haven't read Jesus' answer to Caiaphas in Mark 14 because he asks him point blank, are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus says, I am. So if Jesus doesn't think he's the Christ, then he's lying or he's completely sorely misunderstood the question. And of course, I don't think he's a liar and I don't think he misunderstood the question. I do think he sees that he is the Christ. I'm not going to dare try and figure out at what point in Jesus's earthly life he knew he was the Christ. Um, it would seem to me that at least by the baptism, he has an idea of what his ministry looks like. But as early as 12, he knows that he has business from heaven. I'm about my father's business. For whatever, whenever you land on he figured it out or he knew, you by Mark 14, 62, he's telling you, I am. And then he says this, And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. And both of these statements, 
Son of Man, setting at the right hand of power, and coming with the clouds of heaven are, and I've said this to you before, I'll say it again, it's a, a shot back to Daniel and the prophetic instance in the book of Daniel in which the Son of Man rides on the clouds of heaven and appears before the Ancient of Days. Daniel chapter 7, verse 13. I was watching the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven, came to the Ancient of Days and was given to him dominion, glory, kingdom. So the kingdom given to this Son of Man is the kingdom that will have no end forever. Uh, and this is, I'm quoting Daniel again. That's a kingdom that will last forever, even forever, and ever. That's a direct quote of how Daniel says that in Daniel chapter 7. So when Jesus calls himself Son of Man, yes, he's referencing the humanity side, but he's speaking back to the Daniel story. When he talks about riding the clouds of heaven, he's not talking about riding literal clouds across the literal heaven. He's using the literature of Daniel so that they will know that he is the one who's standing in front of the Ancient of Days. He is the one who is set, standing at the right hand of power. And the rest of the New Testament writers will pick up on this and say that Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. In fact, Matthew, when he's writing later than Mark, says it this way in Matthew 26, 64. It is as you said, nevertheless I say to you, hereafter you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Or you could translate that, from now on you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. I think that this is a direct prophecy to Caiaphas that he will indeed see the Son of Man coming in power, whether or not that means he saw him literally coming with his own eyes or whether it means that Caiaphas would see that Jesus is the one who is the Ancient of Days. Uh, he definitely speaks it directly to that high priest. And however you interpret it literally, you must most certainly agree or at least consider that it is to be interpreted in light of previous material. So the Daniel, the Daniel prophecy then gets fulfilled through this statement by Jesus. I am, and you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. The high priest tore his clothes and said, what further need... Do we have of witnesses? By the way, the tearing of the clothes indicates uh, in Jewish terms the abdication of the office. For the high priest to rent his clothes is to essentially give up his position. I, I don't think that Caiaphas is intentionally giving up his position, but there seems to be quite the juxtaposition between the, the high priest that is and the one who is standing in front of him, whom Hebrews 4 calls our great high priest. Um, that's quite an incredible moment. He tears his clothes. What further need do we have of witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? And they all condemned him to be deserving of death. I want to stop there today. The, the spitting and blindfolding and all of that is something that we'll pick up on tomorrow. We're going to get into the Peter denying Jesus. There's been a lot to process today in terms of what Jesus says versus uh, in Mark versus how it's written in some of the other Gospels. Continuing on tomorrow, hope you have a great day. God bless.